Yeah. I said something that every human being was not created to be on planet Earth by accident. Every human being was created by God to fulfill a predetermined plan. A predetermined plan of God that will advance creation. That predetermined plan is called purpose. That predetermined plan is called purpose. Purpose is the reason why you are still alive. Purpose is the reason why you don't have the same color of teeth with another person. Purpose is the same reason why you don't have the same eye color with another person. Purpose is the reason why you don't have the same number of hair with another person. Purpose is the reason why you don't have the same fingerprint with another person. Purpose is the reason why you don't have the same skin color with another person. Purpose is the reason why God planted you where you are. You are not an accident. You were not born by accident. You are born with a predetermined plan of God in your life. He says, before I formed you, I knew you. Not about your years of existence was predetermined by God. By God for a purpose. Your years of existence was predetermined by God for what? Somebody say purpose. Nobody on earth can fulfill your purpose. Even if you didn't go to school and you are not, you are not a graduate, a professor cannot fulfill your purpose. Purpose is not brain work. A brain that has no connection, a brain that has no connectivity with a higher instructor is a dead brain. It's a purposeless brain. It's the laziest place on planet Earth. A brain that is not fully utilized or, or, or capitalized. Let me let you understand that your purpose does not depend on how many qualifications you have. It is good to have qualifications. It's good to develop capacity. But let me let you know, before you develop capacity, you must locate the purpose for which God created you to be in existence. Proverbs 20:18 says, Every purpose is established by counsel, and with good advice make war. In other words, you cannot fulfill purpose by being like a Jessica over your purpose. You have to fulfill purpose by developing a drive, an inner drive. You must seek counsel from God in order to fulfill purpose. Let's look at the famous Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, we open it, and it says, To every purpose there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven. To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Let's read it. A time to be born, a time to die, and a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, and a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to run, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, 
and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. What profit hath he that walketh in that wherein he laboreth? I have seen the travail which God had given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He had made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he has set the wall in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning unto the end. Every challenge is a schoolmaster to help you fulfill your purpose. From Ecclesiastes chapter number 3, the ultimate of purpose is to add to the beautiful things that God has made on planet Earth. You are to add your own value to all the things that God. That's the purpose of purpose. The purpose of purpose is to add value to what is already beautiful. Add value to what God has already made. The purpose of purpose is to add value. We said earlier that you are a comforter, helping somebody to find relevance, helping somebody to find relevance. Purpose is to help somebody to find relevance to fulfill his or her own purpose. In the process of fulfilling purpose, you will encounter some challenges. And every challenge is a schoolmaster to help you to fulfill purpose. One thing you must understand, everything in creation is waiting for you to fulfill purpose. And then they can become your comforter or your helper. Everything in creation is supposed to be a helper to help you fulfill your purpose. Fulfill the divine master plan in creation. Everything in creation is waiting for you to fulfill purpose. Now, you can't fulfill purpose if you don't have the love of God. The key holder to fulfilling purpose is to love God. Is to love God. And you don't have any other alternative to the love of God because he first of all loved you. So love is an exchange market. If you love God, he will love you back. And we are going to see how God helps you in loving him, how he helps you to fulfill purpose. If you want to fulfill purpose, then you must love God. Now, what is love of God? The love of God means auctioning yourself making yourself less valuable so that somebody can be qualified, overqualified for purpose to be fulfilled. You make a sacrifice to help somebody to fulfill purpose. So, in the time zones, in Ecclesiastes chapter number 1, in chapter number 3, verses 1 to 11, we see 28 to 30 time zones, seasons of life. To fulfill purpose, you must have an understanding of the seasons of life. You must have, primarily, an understanding of rainy season, dry season, hot season, wet season, summer season. You must have understanding. Because there are seasons, you must go to rest. And there are seasons you must walk. It's not every city that is favorable to your purpose. What did I say? It's not every that is And it's not every environment that your purpose can work. 
everyone that God called to fulfill purpose, he will most necessarily relocate them. Everyone God called to fulfill purpose, he must do what? Necessarily relocate them. When he called Noah, why, what was the purpose of calling Noah? For 500 years, Noah was fulfilling purpose unnoticed. What was Noah doing for 500 years? He was appealing to people's conscience not to do evil. He was appealing to people's conscience not to do what? He feared God without defining God. Noah was appealing to people's conscience to live right. Was unnoticed, was unheard, but God was watching him. David, for a long time, he was in the forest. He was rescuing and, you know, they were putting his life in jeopardy for the sheep, preparing to fulfill purpose, making others fulfill or have understanding of their conscience to fear God. Nobody noticed David until he came to the battlefield and then he gave his testimony. For you to fulfill purpose, you must risk some things. You must do what? Risk some things. You must sacrifice some things. You must have faith in God. You must believe in yourself. You must believe in yourself. You must have vision for others. You must have what? Vision for others to fulfill purpose. Everybody standing up. You must have vision for others. Everybody stand up. If you want to sleep before. Praise God. So, for you to fulfill purpose, you must have confidence in yourself that this, you are the best fit in that mood. You must have confidence in yourself that you are the best fit, the best, the best fit in that mood. In other words, you must see yourself as competent to do that thing. And you must tell yourself and tell others that you are competent. You must not allow anybody to talk you down your purpose. Define yourself. Define yourself and tell yourself you are the best material for that purpose. In other words, for you to fulfill purpose, you must have boldness. Somebody say boldness. boldness. I didn't hear you. Boldness. And you must have, number two, confidence. Confidence in yourself. Number three, you must develop capacity in the thing that God asks you to fulfill. Develop capacity in that dimension. You must be humble enough to learn. You must be humble enough to do what? To learn. When you learn, after some time, you take the lead. Now, nobody will tell you, come and take the lead. In any class of people that you are, only very on rare occasion will you be asked to take the lead. Before you are asked to take the lead, you must show signs of leadership. To fulfill purpose, you must understand that you must show signs of what? Leadership. Learn, and then after learning, then you take the lead. When you take the lead, you continue to be in the lead. God said, you shall be the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and you cannot be beneath. That's one of the characteristics of fulfilling purpose. Living the life of leadership, dominion, and the life of being above. You can't fulfill purpose 
if you are living in inferiority complex. You can't fulfill purpose if you are not taking challenges. Challenges. There are challenges all over. You don't wait for you to be appointed to do it. It is while you are dealing with challenges, God will connect you to help us of destiny that will help you to fulfill purpose. Without purpose, you will become a puppet. A puppet is an image that is remotely controlled from somewhere. In those days, it used to be wire or thread. But now, a puppet is called a robot. A robot cannot work until you, you power it. So there's a difference between being powered and being empowered. What's the difference? Being powered and being empowered. To be powered, you are depending on external sources for you to do what you're doing. But to be empowered, it means it has already been what? Downloaded. And all you need is to do what? Recharge yourself. So robots are powered, either by battery or by current. When there is no current, the robot dies. But you, you are what? Empowered. You are what? Empowered. At any time, T, you can charge your battery and you can move. So for you to fulfill purpose, God has already empowered you. So you have no reason to fail. Somebody say, I have no reason to fail. I have no reason to fail. Because I have been empowered. Praise the name of Jesus. So what are you created to do? What are you created to do? And what is purpose? The predetermined plan of God to add value to what is already good. To what is already good. To what is already good. An excellent spirit is the spirit of value adding to make the product more successful. If I have an excellent spirit, I can add something to this to increase the market size. So an excellent spirit is the spirit of making everything you see more beautiful than you have seen it. An excellent spirit is a spirit of correction. An excellent spirit is a spirit of correction. A spirit of adding value to what is already valuable. An excellent spirit is the spirit of wisdom and understanding. It works with the spirit of wisdom and understanding. It works with the mindset of God. An excellent spirit does not, it's not a selfish spirit. It's an open-hearted spirit. An open-hearted spirit. An excellent spirit is a spirit of connectivity with a higher instructor. Higher instructor is a spirit of humility, a spirit of learning, a spirit of adding value. You can't fulfill purpose if you don't have an excellent spirit. Purpose is to add value and continue to add value and continue to add value. If you take a good book, and you're reading a good book, and that book blesses you, you write another book out of it. That's an excellent spirit. So an excellent spirit is a spirit of inspiration. What, what an excellent spirit? Inspiration. Any man that has an excellent spirit inspires others to do better. An excellent spirit is never short of knowledge. He's always having fresh ideas. He's always having what? Fresh. 
An excellent spirit solves problem, complex problem with ease. An excellent spirit solves what? Complex problem with ease. An excellent spirit seeks to satisfy everyone. Everyone. Everybody is satisfied with an excellent spirit. Everyone is satisfied with an excellent spirit. A man that has an excellent spirit is well acceptable. An excellent spirit is a result-oriented spirit. Positive result-oriented spirit. An excellent spirit is a spirit that delves into mysteries. Is a mystery person. An excellent spirit has the key to the mysteries of God. It has, it has, it has solution to it. When you have an excellent spirit, you become an exceptional person. An exceptional person. A distinguished person. And we're going to be looking at people that have excellent spirit. What made them to have excellent spirit? What made them to be outstanding? Any man that has an excellent spirit has a generational legacy. He lives in a generational legacy. And I pray that you will have an excellent spirit. Amen. Yeah. Because you are a man or woman of impact. Anywhere you go. And everything is so simple. They are not complex in their lifestyle. They are not, they are not aristocratic in their lifestyle. They are simply simple. People that have excellent spirit. They are not arrogant. They don't look down on anybody. People that have excellent spirit believe that there is something they can add in your life that will make a difference. So, anywhere they meet anybody, they leave an indelible mark on that person. It's an excellent spirit. It is very rare, but it can be common among believers. It is not academic oriented. It is as a result of your spirituality. Your spirituality. Excellent spirit comes as a result of right connectivity of the brain with the spirituality, with a higher instructor. David is one man with an excellent spirit. And we're going to look at what made David to be an outstanding, excellent spirit. We're going to look at some key factors that made a difference in David. Somebody read for me Acts chapter number 13 and verse 22. Acts 13, verse 22. Quickly. Everybody, please participate in this lecture. And when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king. He raised up. He did what? He raised up. David to be what? Their king. Yes. He gave a testimony. And said, I have found David the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, which shall fulfill all my days. Wow. I have found David. The son of Jesse. So, any man with an excellent spirit has a mark in heaven. Has an office in heaven. Has a place in the heart of God. And God testifies about your excellent spirit. God makes a boast of you. God is looking for people he will make a boast of. And what was the major parameter of David? He has the heart of God. He has what? 
Oh, talk to me now. You know, we normally say, His most excellency is Jesus. Shout, hallelujah, amen. The most excellency is Jesus. Shout, hallelujah, amen. No, that song goes on in the Christian family, but it tells you that Jesus is an excellent and the most excellent person. Praise God. God himself is the most excellent. How do you tell people that God is the most excellent person? We will come to that. But now, David is called an excellent person because, number one, he has the heart of God. He has what? The heart of God. And number two, God went looking for him. God went looking for him. Now, if you desire to have an excellent spirit, God will go on looking for you and relocate you where you can perform. Number three, he will fulfill the purpose of God. He will fulfill the purpose of God. He will lead people to the heart of God. He will appeal to people's conscience to live right all the time. That's what made David to be an excellent spirit that made God to look for him. So, to have an excellent spirit is that your heart must be connected to the heart of God. An excellent spirit means that you have to spend quality time with God to know whom God is. You must be able to define God at all levels. You should be able to know the offices and the character of God. Now, you don't study to be an excellent spirit. You connect to have an excellent spirit. You don't study to have an excellent spirit. What do you do? You connect to have an excellent spirit. And to connect means that you have to know and receive higher instruction. Higher instruction. One of the things about David is that he never did anything without inquiry. Any man that has the spirit of excellence must always make inquiries. Must always do what? Make inquiries from God. Because you are building a model after God's own model. So you must always make inquiries. Can I do it this way? One of the problems of young leaders, young entrepreneurs, young pastors, and people who are coming up is that they try to copy another person's mood, another person's label, another person's name. You find names that are similar. Nobody wants to develop his own specific brand making inquiry from the master above. If you, if you look at our templates, we are unique. Voice of altar is unique. Jabez voice is unique. It's a template. It's from heaven. And it was not gotten overnight. It was gotten over a period of waiting, inquiry, praying, and fasting. So you don't get you don't, you don't become an excellent spirit overnight or by copying somebody. Because every brand that is not, is not labeled an excellent spirit will, will face out. So I want to encourage you after today that you must have the heart of David seeking to do the will of God and of course risking your life to save others. An excellent spirit risks his life what did I say? For you to have an excellent spirit, you must do what? Identify your season of what? Maximum productivity. Number two, you must identify your place. You may not. The day John the Baptist left the forest to come to the city, that was when they beheaded him. Everybody ran to meet John the Baptist in the forest to be baptized in the wilderness. He was abusing them, you generation of vipers. And they were still coming. But the day he came, he left the forest. Because the purpose defined him to be 
in the forest. The day he came out, that was when a young girl carried his head on a charger. So you must locate the place that God has ordained for you. Have you, have you found it? For you to have an excellent spirit, you must begin to hunger for that place and that purpose. You must hunger for the place and you must hunger for the purpose. Very important. That's what will give you fulfillment. That's what will make people know you. And you must develop your brand. Beginning from now, I want you to begin to hunger and develop your brand. Don't sell your brand when you have not perfected it, when it is not yet perfect. God did not allow you to be born until you were matured. So you must define your purpose. And you must define what? Your season. Don't copy anybody. Now, when you are fulfilling purpose and living in excellence, there will be a period of deadness. There will be what? It looks as if you are not relevant. Keep on doing what you are doing. So from today, I want you to design your logo. Design what? Your logo. And design what you were called to do. Get papers, begin to write down what you think you are very good at. Oh, am I talking to somebody? There is something you think you are very... Write it down. And say, supposing now, I am asked to come and present what I have. What will I do? It's not normal treat. It's something that is already inside of you. So for you to develop an excellent spirit, define your season, define your place, and define your purpose. And then after that, get connected. Get what? Connected. With people that, in, that are in that class. You may not need to join their class, but you have something to learn from them. You have something to do what? Every man on earth always has something to learn. And every man on earth always has a place to lead. Did I say something that is confusing? Every man on earth always has something to do what? Hello? And every man on earth has a place to lead. And every man on earth must keep some friends. You must keep what? Who will help you? Do what? Fulfill purpose. And every man on earth must have a need to make a prayer request. Every man on earth must have what? A need to make what? There is no man on earth that has never prayed. Even the atheists. They were not atheists from birth. So even before they became atheists, hello, they were praying. And they are still praying. So don't make yourself too big not to pray, not to ask God, not to make inquiry. And every man on earth that wants to have an excellent spirit must always study what is ahead of him in order that he can, he can improve upon it. We are not in competition, but you have R&D, research and development. A mind to change, a mind to change, a mind to change the status quo, a mind to be different, a mind that God can make a boast of. So you must have that excellent spirit. So today, we are going to look at David as an excellent spirit. And then we are going to look at Joseph as an excellent spirit. And we're going to look at Daniel, then we cap it up with Jesus Christ. So, in the class, number one, lesson we are taking home, what was uh, number one lesson we, are, we were taking home? Who can remember? The first lesson, lesson one. What was lesson one?
Lesson one, I am a... How can you forget? And lesson two, locate your... Locate what? I develop an excellent spirit by knowing whom God is. I develop an excellent spirit by worshiping God for who he is. Since I don't know much about God, I follow after somebody who knows much about God. Like we normally say, follow who know road. David knows the road to the heart of God. Follow him. Psalm 16 verse 3. But to the saints that are in the earth, and to the excellent in whom is all my delight. When you have an excellent spirit, I said it before, you become a delight to everybody. You become what? People will miss you when you are not there. There are some people when they, miss, when they are not in a place, nobody misses them. Nobody notices that they are not there. But there are some people, if they came late to church, they would say, ah, brother, I was not coming. Where are you? Oh, talk to me now. What, are, what, what is the problem? They have an excellent spirit. Psalm 76, verse 4. Thou art more glorious and excellent than the mountains of prey. Glorious. David is so knowledgeable about God, knowledgeable about geography, knowledgeable about creation. So knowledgeable. An excellent spirit must be knowledgeable. Psalm 141, verse 5. Let the righteous smite me. It shall be kindness. It shall be a kindness. And let him reprove me. It shall be an excellent oil. Which shall not break my head. For yet my prayer also shall be in their calamities. Go and study that scripture very well. No retaliation. What David saying? No. I will pray for them to leave. But the more I pray for them to live, the more they find their calamities. That's an excellent spirit. I shared my testimony that I told you that I was so troubled and I didn't know what to say. I went to God and said, how do I answer this man? He said, send him a text. What do I write in the text? It is not in me. God will give you an excellent spirit. And God will give you an answer of uh, this. And somebody died as a result of that. Somebody died. And uh, about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, two persons from this church told, told, went and made a confession at the elders forum that they had those credentials. They were the ones that, 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 that wanted to sell our property. They didn't know me. I wasn't the pastor. Am I communicating? But they had the credential. So when the agent that called the man to come and buy died, they now came looking for me that whether I am a genuine pastor. And since that time, they have not confessed. But you know what happened? The door was locked up against them. If you have an excellent spirit, you don't, tell, you don't, you don't go pulling down somebody. You don't desire making money at the expense of somebody. You don't desire making money at the expense of... So follow David. Somebody say follow David. Because he has the heart of God. Psalm 148 verse 13. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and the heaven. When you have an excellent spirit, you are unbeatable. That's what I said. And David said finally... In Psalm 150, verse 2, praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to the excellent greatness. When you have an excellent spirit, you enter into the realm of greatness. You have the DNA of greatness inside of you. You have the, great, the DNA of unbeatable when you have an excellent spirit. You have to hunger for it, and then the DNA will begin to do what? Pop up. You have to hunger for the spirit of excellence. You have to tell yourself, anywhere I go, I'm the best. When I came into the organization, I brought in dress code. I brought in dress code. Everybody changed their dress code. Everybody changed their dress code. 
and it was noted. When I came into the organization, I set up templates that are still being practiced in today. You see, you have ideas to make a difference. You have the DNA to make a difference. Somebody say, I have a DNA to make a difference. I have a DNA to make a difference. I have an excellent spirit in me. Because I walk after God's inspiration. Every time God inspires me, I am a custodian of God's inspiration. And I can never pray amiss. I have an excellent spirit in me. When I think, I think like God. When I speak, I speak the word of God. And every sentence I make, they are relevant. They are, relevant. They are, healing. They are healing. I add value, I add value. To, anybody that I meet. to anybody that I meet. I've never lost my friends. They always seek for me. They always remember me. I have an excellent spirit. And from this day onwards, I'm taking the lead in my brand. From this day onwards, I promise the world will hear my voice. In the name of Jesus. Good morning. Great men and women all over the world. My name is Reverend Dr. Eworo Emen, and by the special grace of God, I'm your host on Jabez Voice of Destiny. Jabez Voice of Destiny, this time around, is going to be talking about issues that people have asked me to make my comments or professional view as a certified marriage counselor or as an experienced married man for over 38 years or as a man of God who has been involved in counseling and teaching. And all these factors will be brought to bear as we're going to discuss the issue of divorce. Divorce is going to be one of the most interesting subjects that we are going to discuss, and we're going to have 12 episodes of divorce. The word divorce is not a bad word. The word divorce is an English word, and the word divorce is in the Bible. And, of course, you should understand every culture in the whole universe, they have room for divorce. So, who said you cannot divorce? As a result of the controversy and the controversies and the myths and the mystery of divorce, we shall be looking at them from critical point of view to justify or not to justify the case or issue of divorce. Like I said earlier, the word divorce does not only apply to legal termination of one's marriage, it also applies to everyday activity it is not only applicable to termination of relationship between spouses, it also means to divide, to separate, and to stay apart from anything that may hurt you or put you into danger. So it is a choice, and because it is a choice, it cannot be punitive if the decision is taken. Because the reasons for the choice outweighs the reason for being in that relationship, whether it is marital or not marital. I want you to understand that even in the Old Testament, God endorsed marriage. And Jesus himself did not preach against, against divorce. In the Old Testament, God endorsed divorce. And I want to let you understand that every one of us, we are entitled to 
separate from anything and any issue that might bring hurt, that might cause untimely death or permanent deformity. It is important for you to know that whatever that will bring death threat to you, you should divorce yourself from it, separate yourself from it. We saw that in the book of Genesis chapter number 27, that Jacob had to divorce himself, separate himself, divide himself with the consent of the parent from the brother Esau who threatened to kill him. When your life is a threat, let me let you understand whether you are in marriage or out of marriage, is expected that you divorce yourself. But we shall be dealing critically with the issue of marriage. Can a man divorce the wife and can the wife sue for divorce? I say categorically, yes. Terms and conditions apply. In this episode, we are going to be looking at the terms and conditions under which a man can divorce the wife or the wife can sue for divorce. Very important that we know that in this episode, we are saying that divorce should be discussed in order that it will not be used or we begin to think otherwise that it is a bad thing. Divorce is not a bad thing. My name is Reverend Dr. Ewa Roiming, and you can WhatsApp me on 0 9028 or gmail.com. See you in the next episode. Good morning, great men and women all over the world. My name is Reverend Dr. Eworo Emen, and by the special grace of God, I'm your host on Jabez Voice of Destiny. Jabez Voice of Destiny, this time around, is going to be talking about issues that people have asked me to make my comments or professional view as a certified marriage counselor or as an experienced married man for over 38 years or as a man of God who has been involved in counseling and teaching. And all these factors will be brought to bear as we're going to discuss the issue of divorce. Divorce is going to be one of the most interesting subjects that we are going to discuss, and we're going to have 12 episodes of divorce. The word divorce is not a bad word. The word divorce is an English word, and the word divorce is in the Bible. And of course, you should understand every culture in the whole universe, they have room for divorce. So who said you cannot divorce? As a result of the controversy and the controversies and the myths and the mystery of divorce, we shall be looking at them from critical point of view to justify or not to justify the case or issue of divorce. Like I said earlier, the word divorce does not only apply to legal termination of one's marriage, it also applies to everyday activity. It is not only applicable to termination of relationship between spouses, it also means to divide, to separate, and to stay apart from anything that may hurt you or put you into 
danger. So it is a choice. And because it is a choice, it cannot be purity if the decision is taken. Because the reasons for the choice outweighs the reason for being in that relationship, whether it is marital or not marital. I want you to understand that even in the Old Testament, God endorsed marriage. And Jesus himself did not preach against, against divorce. In the Old Testament, God endorsed divorce. And I want to let you understand that every one of us, we are entitled to separate from anything and any issue that might bring health, that might cause untimely death or permanent deformity. It is important for you to know that whatever that will bring death threat to you, you should divorce yourself from it, separate yourself from it. We saw that in the book of Genesis chapter number 27, that Jacob had to divorce himself, separate himself, divide himself with the consent of the parent from the brother Esau who threatened to kill him. When your life is a threat, let me let you understand whether you are in marriage or out of marriage, is expected that you divorce yourself. But we shall be dealing critically with the issue of marriage. Can a man divorce the wife and can the wife sue for divorce? I say categorically, yes. Terms and conditions apply. In these episodes, we are going to be looking at the terms and conditions under which a man can divorce the wife or the wife can sue for divorce. Very important that we know that in this episode, we are saying that divorce should be discussed in order that it will not be used or we begin to think otherwise that it is a bad thing. Divorce is not a bad thing. My name is Reverend Dr. Ewa Reming, and you can WhatsApp me on 0 plus 234 90 90128 or Reverend Ewa Reming at gmail.com. See you in the next episode.